He cares about Austin. He cares about Joyce. He cares about Ken Bickerstaff. With the loss of his wife after 65 years, he cares about Phyllis. And, and I believe God is wanting to show himself strong and strong. And we, and we, we read this scripture be, as we began today from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is a living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That that word is cutting into us today. What's today? August 19. It is approximately 20 minutes to 12. Eastern Standard Time. But, but he's doing that work in our lives, and, and he wants to show himself very strong. And, and last week we began a series, and I don't know how far we'll get into this number two. This number two of this series might kind of extend into part 2B next week. But, but there is a place for you in the kingdom. God has saying that he has got a spot for you, and he cares about you. And we talked about a little bit last week. We, we saw that that God knew you even before you were born. He knew you before you were born. He had designs on you before you were born. I didn't mention this scripture last week. Psalms 139, and I'm going to start with 13. For you, cre- for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Now, either that and this word is the truth, or we, we just have to forget that scripture. Tear that out of the Bible. It doesn't care about us. He didn't know about us before we were born. But if, if that is true, church, he is wanting to make himself very active in your life. For the word of God is living and active. Active. It's not a little stale book sitting on the shelf. It is living and active. And, and he says in, in that scripture going on with verse 16 toward the end of that verse, it says, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Margie, he knew you were going to be in Trinity West. We don't know why. Had to go to Trinity West. But he knew. He knew. And, and can we look at that and say, wow, can we fathom that? And, and I don't know if that jumps out at you, but it, man, it jumps out at me. And, and he's wanting to connect with his people. God's heart has always been to connect. God's heart has always been to connect. It starts way back in Genesis 1. When he wanted to connect with Adam and Eve. And, and actually, as he set this whole thing up, he put, he created this earth. And this starts all the different parts of the creation. And he, he put the earth spinning around the sun and, and spinning and rotating and, and had the moon out there that makes the tides work just perfect. And, and he set this all up to be able to put man and woman on it. Are you with me? 
Is that wow or what? And then, then he put Adam and Eve down on this earth and he said, I love you two guys. And I want to walk with you in the cool of the night. And I want you to prosper. I want you to uh, replenish the earth and subdue it. You see, God is saying that, that he wanted to connect. And, and so man messed up. Adam messed up. And so he sent Jesus and, to, and wanted to start this all again. And, and because then he still wanted to connect with mankind, you see. And, and so he, uh, Jesus would go down and he, he would walk among the disciples and he trained the disciples and he spoke into their lives. He was wanting to connect, but he knew that he wouldn't always be there. But first he had to die and, and be buried and raised uh, on the third day and go back up to heaven. But then he sent the Holy Spirit and, and first it was God as God was with us, Emmanuel. But then when we sent the Holy Spirit, it became God. You got it. You got it. You're good Pentecostal folks. God in us. And, and when we start to understand that church, we see where we have a God that is active and, and wanting to work in our lives and, and, and he continues to be that. Remember the poem that I read last week. And I'm going to just remind you again before I get off last week's main topic. Behind the scenes where we cannot see, a hand divine works the things that be and brings to my path the scheme devised by the maker of earth who built the skies. But he leaves me to choose the life he plans. He leaves me to choose the life he plans or to walk the way of self's demands, to build on the rock or the sinking sand. He leaves me to choose the life he plans. And, and can I just go back to Psalms 39, verse 16. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. We cannot overestimate the magnitude and the awesomeness of God's love for us. It's bigger than our imagination. You know, I have a father's eyes for my two daughters and my five grandchildren. I do not have any great grandchildren yet, do I? No, but we have that, that, that father's eyes that looks down on those kids. And I see my, my daughter Jody up in Michigan. And, and I see her having to deal with the everyday situation of a, of a seven-year-old, Jack. Eight-year-old Jack with sugar diabetes. And, and now I've got the pump and, and trying to get used to that as a little kid and trying to go. And, and, and we see, and I see as a father, I look down on that and I say, Jody, you can do it. God is going to help you. And, and I see my number two daughter over there and, and uh, basically her, she lives in Omaha. She just came back from three weeks in the Philippines just before the main floods came and she was climbing the mountains and, and going out. And, and we look at this and she's come back with a, a little blood thing from, 
from the Amazon there. I mean, it's, it, was, it was crazy out there where they were, and, and it was major jungle. But, uh, but God is going to watch her. But I see, I look at with a father's eyes on those two kids and their situations. I see my other kids. I see Jack. I see, I see Levi and Sam. I see Anne. Crazy Sam. We had them, as you know, for two and a half weeks. And my middle son from Omaha, he says, you know, I kind of miss being home after he was with his grandparents. But we're having fun, aren't we? But he says, no, I miss home. But one day he he was, we were just talking, and he says, you know, I, I miss the prayer meetings. Will that tear your heart out or what? There at, at Omaha, they have prayer meetings three times a day, every day. 6 a.m., noon, and 6 p.m. And he goes to a lot of them. And I say, my father's heart says, Sam, boy, I got plans for you. And, and I'm just... I'm, I'm just hoping that you're going to follow through. But, but beyond those human things, those human eyes that we have, God has eyes for us too. I know Ron over there, bless his heart, he's got eyes and uh, appreciation for how God has blessed and worked in Emily's life. Father's eyes and Rose, they think Emily is next to, to God himself, right up there somewhere, you know. But she makes a mistake once in a while, Ron. But, no, I'm just joking. But Father's eyes, but God's eyes are way beyond that. God's eyes are way beyond that. And the way he looks, Ephesians 1, uh, verse 11, he had uh, had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. Now, again, this is God's word. Are we going to throw away that verse? Or are we going to say, that verse must be God too? That must be alive and active. And, and we see that. And, and I, I want to point out, and I want you to remember as we go down the line today, it, it says he has, he's working out in everything and everyone. Now, there's nobody insignificant you may say, oh, I'm just a little guy. You know, I'm not important. God is saying he's, he's blessed you and he has his eyes on you. You are important. And, and, and just as a summary of last week, before I go on to this week, notice, let me make it as a point. God loves us, has plans for us, for his purposes, and for our fulfillment. In other words, he wants us to be fulfilled. Now, I'm not going to go as far as to say, because even though I may get in an argument with some of you, I don't know that his main goal in life is to make us happy. Some of you may disagree, and that's all right. You have your right to be wrong. It's okay with me. (laughs) 
But, but I believe God wants us to be fulfilled because when we're following His plan and we're, we're going where He wants us to go, we will have a joy in the midst of the storm. The storm can be all around us, but there is a quietness of spirit within us. Part two. He has given you, that's or given us, I said, you and me, the gifts and the power to fulfill these plans. And here we are at 8 minutes to 12, and uh, I'm on page 3 of 10. We're not going to make it today, but I'm going to get started on it. We'll finish it next week. But I, I want you to understand, church, that, that God has not put us in the world Helpless without abilities, connections, or resources. He has enabled us. God has not put us into the world uh, helpless without abilities, connections, and resources. We all have gifts. Romans 12, 6 says, We have different gifts according to the grace given us. Now, I, I hope I can help you to get your head around this because when, when, when we get done here, I want you to be able to walk tall in who you are in God. Because I'm, I realize that I'm nothing in myself, but God has enabled us. God has given us gifts, and we're going to talk about those gifts in a little bit. God has given us the abilities to use those things that he has put in our lives to fulfill his purpose and for us to be fulfilled. Let me talk a little bit. And uh, I want to talk about the gifts God has given us. Given us. The first gift that I want to, to bring to your attention is set and talked about in Acts 2 and verse 38. God has given us the gift of the Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2.38, it says, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, like we saw this morning. That's a part of God's Word. I should ask who hasn't been baptized, but I won't do that today. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's the first gift that He has given us. And He's given us, uh, at this point, we're not talking about the baptism of the Spirit. We'll, we'll talk about that. And, and that's not where I want to go in the next a couple of weeks when I'm dealing with this subject. But I want you to understand that all of us that have allowed Jesus Christ to come into our lives, He has given the Holy Spirit. The, Holy, the gift of the Spirit speaks of when you actually became a Christian at that time, the Holy Spirit took up residence in your, in your body. Your body became a temple of the Holy Spirit. And the Comforter began to live in you. Is that cool? 
That is the God that we serve. And, and that's the, the, the first gift I'd like to bring to your attention. He has given us a gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's awesome. It's awesome because we can walk in newness. It's not just uh, God with us, but it's God in us. And that Holy Spirit wants to work in our lives. And, and let me uh, go to number two gift that I want to talk to you about. And that's the gift... And hold on here for a minute and see if I can get you around this concept. The gift of the fruit of the Spirit. God works in our lives in in character aspects, in character qualities that are produced in our lives as a Christian by the work of the Holy Spirit, you see, that's in there. These fruits should be seen with increasing clarity as you continue your walk with the Lord. The fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Now, some of us, with with those fruits of the Spirit, they're still kind of small fruit, I think. And how many would admit to it sometimes that that, that spirit of gentleness or that spirit of, of uh, self-control maybe needs to get a little more developed? But God is saying that He gives us these to enable us to live the life that he wants us to live. Now, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a process. It's a growing process. It's a kind of a gift that develops. But God has placed that seed in your life. And he wants you to grow. And, and so he's given us the Holy Spirit when we got saved. He's given us the fruits of the Spirit. And then he's given us what we oftentimes refer as to, uh, to as the gifts of the Spirit. And, and we oftentimes, as Pentecostals, we're big in the gifts of the Spirit from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And they are awesome. They are awesome gifts. The gift and the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the word of faith. The gifts of healing, the, the, the working of the miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits. Diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. The nine gifts of the Spirit. And they need to be active in the church. And they need to be active as as we allow God to work through us. And in the same way that we let the fruit of the Spirit grow, we let the gifts these nine gifts that are talked about in 1 Corinthians 12, it goes on to explain a little bit in 1 Corinthians 14. But, but these gifts, God is wanting to say, uh, allow them to be used. And, and, and we'll talk a little bit more, but uh, some will be strong in certain of them. Some will have certain of the gifts, but he has given you gifts. But, but there are other gifts besides these nine gifts. And they're explained... Uh, in Romans chapter 12. And if you have your Bible, it might not hurt to turn there. I'll give you a second. Romans chapter 12, because these are part of the gifts that I want to encourage you to, to remember 
how he has gifted you. Have you found it? I love to hear those pages. I know some of you are looking it up on your iPad, but you've got to get an iPad with page noises. Yes. Do you have noises on yours, uh, Nick? Oh, you don't? Anyway, Romans 12, verse 7, it talks about other gifts that God has given to the church. It is the gift of serving. It's the gift of teaching. And verse 8 says, If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Verse 6 of chapter 12. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. Now, I'm going to talk about this grace aspect a little bit later and probably next week now. But remember, we, 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 not Pastor Gary, we, you, 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 we have these gifts according to the grace that God has given us. And we have gifts, different gifts. God decides who will get a strength in a particular area of gifts. Now, excuse me for bragging just a little bit, but I'll just extend this a little bit because it's kind of appropriate right now. But my two Omaha grandkids, not bragging, but but they're in the gifted program. EY, they call it. And, uh, And they are what Omaha calls... EY kids, exceptional youth. And as my older grandson said, I am so EY. (laughs) I never had to experience the EY class myself. Uh, God helped me get through. But, 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 you know, some are gifted certain ways, church, but, but each one of us are gifted. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now about spiritual gifts. Brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. Romans chapter 12, verse 4 says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. God has planned it that when there is a variety or when there is a group of Christians, there is a variety of different gifts. You got that? When there is a group of Christians, there is a variety of gifts. There is a variety of gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 Verse 1, and I'm just going to read a little bit of this, and we'll put it on the screen for you, and you can look along in your Bible if you want. Now, about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works in all of them in all men. 
Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. For the common good. And can I just summarize it, and then I'm going to wrap this up. Nick, you can come to the, um, to the keyboard. Let me summarize it with this little summary statement. There are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in every one. Church, I am passionate about communicating to the, the fact that, that we are all in this ball game. In the church, there's not the stands of the game and the players out on the football field. Do you hear me? We're not talking about the stands up there where we come to church and watch. We all are a part of what God wants to do. And it's everyone. It's everyone. God empowers them through His grace, and we'll explain more later, but He empowers them in everyone. I want to next week... Delve into how God wants to, to, to work in the giftings that God has given you and me. But how he is, wants us to know that as we work together, God wants to do a powerful thing. And, and I'll say just this much about what we'll talk about next week. God is, is through the Apostle Paul, talked about the church as the body. And he talks about the different gifts as being different parts of the body. And and as a church, we are the body of Christ walking in this world. Are you with me? See, Christ isn't here. He's not bodily here on on this in this valley. But, but God is, is wanting to say to us that when we bond together with our brothers and sisters, we can represent Him and the world can see us. Actually, I said that wrong. The world can see God through us. I, I was up, and excuse me for going over time a little bit, but, but uh, Everett... Pastor Everett Mitchell and I, from Everett, Brother Everett, I love the brother, and and he's a pastor of the Tower of Power, and, and we went up to, uh, together and visited with with a pastor in Youngstown, a friend of mine that's doing a great work, and and Pastor Al Yano has Junior has this church right downtown in Youngstown on South Avenue. Shootings, all kinds. I mean, like every day. But his church began to say, we can be the body of Christ in this community. 
And they started out and they said, hey, we're going to adopt a block. Adopt a block. And, and they, they were on South Avenue. It's, it's kind of a, one of the main uh, trunk roads coming into downtown Youngstown. They were right on it. So they started taking a block on South. They'd do one week, and then they'd go to the next week. And they'd go into that block with their lawnmowers, their clippers, and their garbage bags. And they would start to show that neighborhood the body of Christ in action. And, and Gary Beebe and I were chatting, and, and Gary wants to do that kind of thing of, of outreach with our youth. And I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful, and, and the judges talked about it too as, as we are assembling our youth team for the fall. Uh, and, and we're going to get out in the community because I think as we bond together, church, some of us are hands, some of us are, are spokesmen, some of us can uh, be generous, some of us can be merciful, but we bond together and we say we can be the body of Christ in this community and to one another. It was marvelous for me to see yesterday in this church like little busy bees all over the place. I mean, we had a whole bunch of the Bickerstaff family in here. And when they said they were going to have family, and, and Beverly said, could, could we bring some food into the church? I said, Beverly, tell me how many. We'll take care of it. And I talked to a few people, and all of a sudden, there were ladies all over the place, and we were cooking, and we were setting up, and, and we had the fellowship hall all set up, and different people. We had cooks, and we had cleaners and set up people. We it became the body of Christ functioning to each other, to a part of our family. But, but then we can extend that and, and we can be the body of Christ that the valley can, or can start to see in word of life as it were God and Jesus walking up and down the streets. And this is... I'm... I'm moving ahead probably in my notes, but let me just mention, Brother Al mentioned, he says, as we began to adopt blocks, he said, all of a sudden we began to have a different credibility in the political structure of the city and the state. And they started saying, Brother Yano from Metro Assembly of God, we need your help. What can we do to help you to help us? And all of a sudden, Brother Al said, he said, money started coming out of the woodwork. He said, there were miscellaneous grants that all of a sudden became available because they could trust the church to deal with, with financial, they could trust the church to spend that foundation money wisely and with integrity, you see. And, and God is wanting to, us to say that as we become, as we understand who we are, we understand that we are, God has a plan for us and God has, has abilities in us. We're all not mouths. We're all not, you know, evangelists. We're not all Nicks. But we're, what Nick 
combined with all of the rest. And all of us can, can do a, a work for God and can, can be powerful in the city and we can make an impact because where God is lifted up, He will be there in the midst. And you have made me glad And I'll say of the Lord You are my shield My strength Would you stand? My portion Deliver my shelter Strong tower My very present help You are my shield My strength My portion Deliver Lord, can you help me? Can you help Word of Life Church to understand that it's, it's the days before us should not be days of just business as usual, of going about just church stuff, but where we can move in power, we can move in love, we can move in grace. Understanding that you want us to to be a different group of people than just the people that we would be without you. Without the Holy Spirit flowing through us uninhibited. Lord, do your work. Do your work. And Lord, we ask that you bless and watch over this group. Our family, Lord, some that can be here, maybe not still on vacation, as many are in the month of August. But Lord, as we come back together in in our complete group, Lord, allow us to be able to move in the power of your anointing. And we'll be sure to praise you. And we will. We will hide behind the cross because you are our enabler. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Can I just say two things before you go? Be sure to sign up for the different things that are out in the lobby. Could you read uh, 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12? Begin to let the Lord seed into your life. 